0: Dumb show about sports. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Pigskin Picnic, your new favorite podcast here at PartTimeFunnyMan.com. It's been I don't know what seven months. We've all been waiting for pro football to start, and so we thought that we would start this show out with what everybody's talking about—the hot news of the week. That's right, everybody. The matchup of the week, what everybody's talking about. Le'Veon Bell knocked out Adrian Peterson.
1: Robbie, you you watched that fight, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, Two former Hall of Fame running backs. uh, Everybody knows the new thing to do when you either can't play for your team anymore or if you throw your girlfriend onto a bed of guns. uh, You have to get into the fighting game. And uh, the the mass public, you know, the, the generally uneducated public, all I fall money. into that category. I think. I would say you definitely. Yeah. Qualify. I qualify uh, to a certain extent, but you definitely qualify yeah. for the, the uneducated masses. Yeah. Uh, but the way they view these fights is they look at who was the better football player. Yeah. So, I mean, I know I did. Yeah. So it's you look at Adrian Peterson versus Le'Veon Bell. They're both big, strong, athletic guys in their 30s. Uh, Adrian Peterson was a better running back, right? legend. So he's gonna he's gonna beat up Le'Veon because yeah, Le'Veon right. was only pretty good, and, and right. Adrian was you know one of the greatest running backs ever. But uh, the thing that scares me about that type of thinking is. That's the way that the public thinks is right. if you're better at football, then you're better at this, whatever the other thing you're right. going to do. So uh, I've done all the research. I've, I've watched a lot of film from the 80s, from the 90s. Uh, and unfortunately, it looks like Herschel Walker is probably, <laughs> and I'm telling you, I've watched the film. Herschel Walker should be the next president based yeah. on this logic. I mean, he was great. Dude, when he ran over Bill Bates? Yeah. My God, a freshman. It turns out, though, I, I guess
0: that like Adrian Peterson is – only good at
1: beating kids. Not just beating kids himself, but he also uh, was very, very... Specific on babysitters that if he wasn't there to beat the kid, he wanted to make sure that his babysitter right. killed his one of his kids.
0: What's the vetting process for that like? Do you think that like when he's hiring a babysitter, like he actually has like a fight club or whatever, and what, the last person standing gets to watch his
1: kid? What's your take on Children of the Corn?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so is it a good fight though? Like like I did because I didn't watch it, and I've seen some of these fights where you're like, well, they're athletes, so they're going to be able to fight, but then they're just going in there and they're just everywhere. No,
1: it looked like your your general drunken. Fight at, uh, you know, a brawl at the bar. Yeah, right. Uh, between two huge athletes. Right. I mean, there's a lot of swings and misses. A bunch of big you know, haymakers like yeah. this. But when Le'Veon finally called him, I mean, he went out cold Right. instantly to the mat. It's kind of sad because I, I I like Adrian as a, as a guy. He yeah, of course. Kinda, beats his kids. And awesome. I'll say he looks like a Ninja Turtle. Is he it, does look like a Ninja he Turtle. He looks just like him. Raphael. I've always been a Raphael guy, so. I just fell through my chair. Yeah, So mine's slipping a little bit. I don't even understand like how they're supposed to, I guess if you just don't move. Uh, that's what I've been doing is just don't moving. And now, for fans of unorganized television everywhere, a
0: non-sequitur. All right, and let me let me put this out there to all the people listening that aren't sports fans and don't know who are... Because I assume there's a couple of you that... This will be the last episode of Pigskin Picnic you ever listen to, but you're here for a second because you support me, and you support part-time funnyman.com, and I could not thank you more. I need you to understand how... And this show is not going to be political, except for what I'm about to say, and maybe a couple other things. But I need you to understand... How terrible of a person and how shitty of a businessman Herschel Walker has to be when, let me lay this out for you, everybody makes fun of Donald Trump for, oh, he he bankrupted a casino. That's pretty rough, okay? Herschel Walker could not make a chicken restaurant work in one of the most popular college towns of all time. His own college. His own college where he is, without question, the most popular collegiate athlete of all time. The restaurant had his name on it. All they had to do was cook chicken and sell it to people and it would have worked and he failed to do it. If you are out there and you were on the fence at all about whether or not you should vote for Herschel Walker, please for the love of God, take everything that I just said into consideration.
1: That looks like you're wearing a Herschel jersey. It's though. a
0: Musa Smith jersey. It
1: looks but someone who doesn't I know do, Georgia I do or have the history. My jersey that looks like a Herschel jersey.
0: <laughs> I do have my Herschel jersey up there. Let's burn it. But I can't. Anyways, that's as political as we're going to get here on Pigskin Picnic, and we'll be right back right after this. So that, of course, was what everyone was talking about. But if everyone's talking about something, that means that they're missing something else. And on Pigskin Picnic, we want to bring you the real stories, not just the things that everybody's talking about, but the things that everyone should be talking about. And this week, what is that,
1: Robbie? Well, so a little context, all summer long, ever since the, the Super Bowl last year, um, the Patriots, New England Patriots, have not assigned an offensive coordinator. So all ESPN, Fox Sports, all the talk, all Bright the chatter. Bart, everywhere. Everywhere, Breitbart. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, Sludge Report, yep. Drudge Report, yep. Mudge Report. And my
0: dad's publication, the Fudge Report.
1: Ball sack Sports did a thing yeah, on it. Uh, the, <laughs> the Fudge <laughs> Report.
0: Um, I can't believe Ballsack Sports beat us to that. To Ballsack Sports? Just, ball to ball just to the name.
1: I don't know. I wasn't <laughs> going to do the same thing with it. I was going to make sports, you know, competitive Ballsack events. but um, No, I I think that the context was coming into the season, everybody's question, who's going to call the plays for the Patriots? Is is Belichick going to call the plays? Is he going to let Matt Patricia, who was their old defensive coordinator, he's now going to call the plays. He's running the offense. So nobody knows who's calling the plays. Fast forward to week one, Patriots are playing the Dolphins. Nobody knows who's calling the place, right? We going to the game. Nobody, nobody knows. Who's you're going calling the into
0: place. A, you're going into a Dolphins Patriots game that has never had any business being a good game, but is always a it is good because game. of the
1: weather. The yeah. heat in Miami is so bad. And Belichick took the team, and apparently this has never been done. But this this week before the Dolphins game, Belichick took the whole team five days in advance. He took them to Florida so they could get used to the heat and get used to the conditions. Um, He's winter. Still lost. Didn't work. Yeah, yeah right. um, but. So as I'm watching this game and I'm like everybody else, who's going to be calling the plays for, for the Patriots offense. They've got a second year quarterback out of Alabama. Mac Jones had a good year last year, but if if you're a quarterback and you don't have somebody calling the plays, you know, there's only so much you can do. So watching the first quarter, they're on offense struggling. I see Matt Patricia, you know, they, they act like he's calling the plays. They zoom in on so the camera's staying on Matt Patricia, and I, I noticed a little a little bug on his shirt. So I'm like, okay, a little like a little red bug, yeah, a little bug like a bug or something land on his shirt. No big deal. Two quarters later, thir- it's the middle of the third quarter. They're still struggling on offense. Bug still right Hell here. There. Still yeah. got the bug on his shirt. We
0: both thought like, well, surely he's gonna
1: get How, the bug off. But you're you're gonna notice a bug within right. five seconds. You're on national TV. You're you're checking boogers. You're you know making sure that you look presentable. Yeah. And there's just a bug here that hasn't moved, mm-hmm. uh, almost like it's supposed to be there. Fast forward to a, a late in the game, a fourth and two decision. Um, you see Belichick and Patricia talking, but they're not really saying anything. They're, mm-hmm. they're staring each other's face like this. But again, who's talking? Who's calling the place? Bug's still there. The bug. So let me ask you now, Corey. You're you've been a football fan for what? Going on 25, almost yeah, your whole life. At least, yeah. Who was calling the place?
0: Robbie. If you'd have asked me this five years ago, I would have said, well, it's Belichick's team, Belichick's calling the plays, everything runs through him, the buck stops here. <laughs> I have to think that if that bug didn't have something to do with it.
1: You're leaning towards the bug. I'm leaning towards the bug because it was still on the shirt. But how does this? How does a team go from a regular pro football team with an offensive coordinator calling the plays to now they have a bug.
0: Would you like to know my theory?
1: I, I have one myself, but let's let's hear yours first.
0: Okay. All right. Well, no, I'm going to let you get into yours. But let me paint the paint the scene for you. So we all knew about Deflate Gate. We all knew about Spygate. The Patriots organization has been plagued with uh, rumors of corruption and cheating. They've made it harder for other teams to film things. And but Belichick, he's a—I mean, he's a crafty guy.
1: So they've always towed the line, right? They've yeah. always been deflating the balls. You mentioned them—you know, filming other teams in the practice. So they're always looking for that—that that way to push the advantage. What are other teams not doing that we can do? And of course, it's a copycat league, so I expect eight or ten bugs by week four for sure. Um, ladybugs, tarantulas—Ladybugs, yeah, what, what I don't know. Uh, <laughs> not, yet, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah, that'll be twelve more years for before sure. a ladybug gets on a shirt in anywhere in the NFL. Yeah, right. um, but I, I can picture them sitting in the you know the offseason, they're on, on Robert Kraft's boat talking about, you know, what are we gonna do this year to, to get ahead of the you know, the competition. You know, we we can't deflate the footballs anymore. We get in trouble okay. for that. We can't record other teams' practices, we get in trouble for that. Our owner can't get hand jobs at massage parlors, we get in trouble for all that. Bye. So w- what do we do? And I, I can see Belichick giving an open floor to all the coaches, the staff, the family, the girlfriends. Anybody got any ideas? Out of the back of the room. One hand goes up, Matt Patricia. He is not only a, a football coach, but he's also a nuclear engineer, a physicist, some type of, you know, he's got an advanced doctorate right? degree. He's some type of engineer. Yeah. Brilliant guy. Matt Patricia, big beard in the back of the room with his fake pencil sticking out of his ear. Why is the pencil fake? Uh, Well, the pencil is fake. Everybody knows the pencil fake. Right. Do y- y'all know about the pencil? So Matt Patricia keeps the pencil behind his ear, you know, because he's working hard. He's got a pencil in his ear. He's yeah, always right. on the grind. But the paper that he's holding is laminated. It's plastic. Right. So there's no way that the pencil can actually draw on his sheet. Right. The pencil is aesthetic. Ah. It's an accessory. So,
0: right. The pencil's real. It's fake that he would be using it's it. It's a... I thought that you meant that he had gone out of his way to get someone to make him something that looked like a pencil but didn't work as a pencil.
1: J- jury's still out on whether or right. not it's a real pencil. Okay, but but it,
0: go ahead, Matt he Patricia can't, stands up.
1: Either way, Matt Patricia raises his hand from the back, and I, I imagine it's a pretty drunk crowd, so they're they're open, like it's a it's a it's a creative environment. <laughs> right, right. So Matt, no, no bad ideas. You know, we're brainstorming here, no bad ideas. Matt Patricia raises his hand. Has anybody here ever seen the movie, and you you tell me if you've seen this, has anybody seen Richie Rich uh, with Macaulay Culkin, the film, classic film?
0: Are you, are you suggesting? Are have you, you seen the film? I have seen it's the fine film. film. a fine film. I've seen the film. You know the bug? I do know the bug.
1: Okay. Who has a bug? Nobody. Do the Bills have a bug? No, they don't. Do the their fancy Rams or their $5 billion stadium and their cute coach and all that, do they have a bug? They don't. You tell me. Who was calling the place? I
0: mean, Robbie, I think it's a pretty open and shut case. We're looking at the first ever instance of a bug coordinator on field. On field, right. Right. So we've had him in the box. In the box before, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Most high schools have a bug in the box, but on the field. And I'll tell you who's not happy about it, my, my papaw.
0: Oh, yeah, what's your papaw saying?
1: He's not ready for a bug on the field. Uh-huh. Uh, in the box is fine, on the shirt, in the box. Yeah, it's fine for a shirt. It's fine for a shirt, yeah. in, the <laughs> in the box. But now he's on the field making decisions. <laughs> so stupid.
0: Okay, Rob, but here's the deal. The Patriots still lost that game. Are we putting the
1: blame on the bug? The, the bugs first game right it's his first game as a coordinator right. so i think with with anybody let's say for example if it was mcveigh a young i'll say it a white attractive coach right first game comes out what happened this this year they just won the super bowl they come out they play the bills they shit the bed
0: yeah uh super hangover mcveigh's fine it's fine super bowl hangover.
1: a bug loses his first first game right no bug has ever called a game in pro football no bug has ever been on a shirt on the sidelines of pro football. Right. They lose to the Dolphins in 102-degree weather, and we're going to shit on the bug now.
0: And this is a New England bug, probably. They're not. They're definitely not used to the weather in Miami.
1: I think they can only use a native bug. That's
0: actually a really good point because, like, had this – Yeah, right. Like, had this been any other person, McVay or whatever, we would just be like, oh, first game jitters, whatever. But – I mean at the same oh well this is actually going against that point. Coach Freeman at Notre Dame loses his first game. I think we're I think we're a little
1: bit blaming Freeman. Freeman and Bug are getting the same Freeman treatment. Freeman and right Bug now. are getting the same treatment. You heard it here first. Wow. Oh my God. Paul Feinbaum. He's the bug. Oh
0: wow. Dude, so Obviously, for this to work, shrink ray technology has to be a thing, which I believe for a long time that it it has been. I mean, you have no idea what they're doing over in China, both you, good and bad.
1: Have you seen Feinbaum in person? Uh no, I'm not seeing Feinbaum in you person. You don't need a shrink ray. But
0: <laughs> But Paul Feinbaum. <laughs> Paul Feinbaum legitimately looks like someone who Looks regular, and then they put a bunch of prosthetics on them to make them look stupid and bald. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: And I'm not ta- I'm not making fun of his uh, his appearance or no. his hair. But here's what I'll say: There's no girl or boy or I- any. There's no human right in middle school daydreaming about their future husband, and it's Paul, Paul. Feinbaum. No, <laughs> there's no doesn't exist. Nobody hopes, into, and I'm sure he's got a, a miserable ex wife that can For back sure. all this up. But he's a bug.
0: He's a bug. Ah, well, you heard it here first, folks. Paul Feinbaum, is he the bug? That's some clickbait for you, you savages. We'll be right back right after this.
1: Roll Weevil. (laughs) Today we're going to introduce a new game that I couldn't tell Corey about because he would look up the answers and cheat. True. It's it's called Cameo Over Under. What we're going to do is take Corey's Cameo price, which is $69 right now, steal of a deal, uh, and compare it to former football players, coaches, and other football personalities. Are there are, mascots on Cameo? There's a couple mascots. Really? They're not in your range. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, Okay. Don't, don't worry. Okay. So I, I've <laughs> just got a list here. I'm going to go down. I'm going to tell you who the football player is, kind of what they're known for, who they played for, and then you guess if their Cameo price is higher than yours, over, or if it's lower than yours. Uh, okay. 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 I think I can do that. Okay. Number one, Cameo over under. First one, we're going to go with the Gronk brothers. Oh. But not Rob. Right. We got the other former NFL player, Chris Gronkowski and Glenn Gronkowski. You can get them individually, so we're going to do that price first. Kimmy over under Chris Gronkowski. Okay. Obviously, he's a lesser Gronkowski, which is
0: not in any way a slight to Chris Gronkowski. Still a Gronk. He's still a Gronk. Chris Gronkowski is also pretty frequently on the Dan Lebitard podcast – so I have to imagine, because of that and because of his last name, he's getting a lot of requests. And when you get a lot of requests, you're going to set your... I'm saying that he's... Chris Gronkowski
1: is over. Under.
0: What? What is theirs? 50 bucks. How How could one of the Gronks not make their $69, well, too?
1: So Chris is 50 bucks. You'd think they'd all be 69. Right. Uh, Chris is 50. His brother Glenn, over under. I mean... Well, okay, you're throwing me
0: off now because I feel like it's going to be the opposite. But, like, Glenn should be charging
1: way less than Chris, I think. I'm going over. He's under two. He's a dollar. Glenn is $1 less than Chris. So, Glenn is $49. Chris is $50. (sighs) Clearly, that $1 of separation between the two Gronk brothers I can't decide if I overcharge or they undercharge. They undercharge. Well, no, you can get it. If you want both of them, You can. they'll do a deal. Two Gronks, one cut, and it's 99 bucks. <laughs> That's
0: a steal. You can't not do
1: that. Okay. All right, so I'm 0 for 2. 0, 0, for, 0 for 2. Tuna. 0 for tuna. All right, next up, Cammy over under. 2000 Heisman Trophy winner, former Florida State quarterback, Chris Winkie. Mm,
0: stinky Winkie. So Chris Winky obviously for those of you that don't know famous for being an ancient uh, elderly man when he was playing football in college he was only 28 but like, like that is you know that's pretty old so I know he didn't have a lot of success after college he was drafted by the Redskins Winky? I think he was. Wasn't he drafted by the Redskins? Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I think he was drafted by. Either way, whoever he was drafted by, he didn't play for any longer. A guy like that is probably making his living, selling real estate, kind of living off his name in some way. So part of me would think, well, because he's not that popular, his cameo is a lower price. But also another part of me thinks, I bet this guy doesn't like doing cameos. He's a little bit older. Yeah, he's big. So he sets his his cameo at a price that, like, if he has to do it, at least it's worth it. I'm going to say... Cammy over
1: under. I'm gonna say, Cami over. Cammy under. Chris Winkie is fifty bucks. Really? Yeah. I, Nineteen dollars cheaper than the buttercream drink. I am wildly overcharging yeah, people. You, I'm not
0: gonna stop. You're not
1: giving yourself credit, man. I guess not, man. Okay. Who we got right. next? Cammy over under. This is. You'll like this one. This is close to your heart. Okay. Former defensive tackle, hundred million dollar man, <laughs> known for stomping people's heads and punching dudes in traffic stops. Albert, Albert Hainsworth! Hainsworth. <laughs> okay, dude. There I'm I'm so far I'm 0 for 3. 0 for 3.
0: There is, and I've said the same guess every time, but bro, there is no goddamn way that Albert Hainsworth charges less than $69 for a cameo. I'm going cameo over.
1: $59 on cameo. Cameo under, folks. It's Hainsworth. But so it's like in his mind, he's like, not enough. Like people don't
0: like me because I used to stomp people's heads. So like I can only get. I bet you. I bet you his cameos suck though because that's one thing you can say about me is like I'm giving you the money's worth. I bet you he's just like,
1: what's up? I'm Albert Haynesworth. Bye, dude. The Redskins paid him a hundred million dollars and he showed up to camp and refused to do the conditioning test. He was like fifty pounds overweight. He doesn't care. like if you pay him money to right. do a job. Not he don't doing give a shit. Not doing Why it. Would he? he already got the money. Well, first
0: off, we're. 100% going to at least get a cameo from one of these people. We're going to we're going to cameo from Albert Haynesworth to today this show. Yeah, today. To. Of course. Hey, dude, he needs the money. Just buy a cameo from me first, so I'll have the money to pay for the Albert Haynesworth Even one. Stevens. Yeah, Even Stevens. Okay. All right. Well, shit.
1: O for 4 o now. For four. For All four. right. Four. Next up cameo over under legendary football coach most known for his rant after a game of playoffs. Playoffs. Are you kidding me? Playoffs. Jim Mora Jr. I'm sorry. Jim Mora Sr. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Okay. Gimme over under. 0 for 4 here.
0: Playoffs? I've guessed over every single time. So it would stand to reason that you've done a thing where you picked all the under people. So it would blow me away. But, now, but I know you. But I know you. You strategically put Hainsworth and Jim Mora Sr. back to back because... Hainsworth would definitely make me guess over and more junior more senior would definitely make me guess under but not so fast my friend
1: practice we're talking about over Kimmy under over oh, 5 <laughs> they need the money bro how much is his? Uh, 50 bucks. Really? 50 bucks, Jim Moore Sr. Also, good for you for not, you haven't consulted your notes one time. Like, hey. you've just memorized all these cameos. Well, I did mess up. I said Jim Moore Jr., and actually his cameo is only 45, so he didn't, <laughs> he didn't register. He wasn't in the range, yeah. Okay. Right. So you're only 0 for 5. I'm okay. not going to count the junior. 0 for 5, all right. last, last one. All right, You can't go 0 for 6 today. Okay. All right, the legendary New York Jets fan Fireman Ed, who wears a little hat to the games <laughs> and gets mad at the team, and he they always put the camera on him. But you know, Fireman Ed, yeah, a fan. Okay, obviously
0: the least talented amongst any of these people. Well, you don't know what he does. That's true. Well, he's the least fame. Mm, he's mm, he's the least famous. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. He might be more. He, he's more famous to a certain demographic than the, one of the Gronks is, but. This one, I'm going to say, this guy's taking all the scraps he can get. He just prays that anyone will give him a cameo. He's probably got it for $20. bucks. i
1: am going cameo under. Cameo over. Oh, my God. Fireman Ed, $73 on cameo. Four more than buttercream drink. I'm
0: raising my goddamn price now to $74. Fireman Ed, ladies and gentlemen. Cammy over. Well, there you go. O oh, for six. O oh, for six. The huh. first edition of Cammy over. <sighs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm either undercharging or overcharging. It really just depends on how you look at it. We'll be right back after this. Happy late 9/11, everybody. We here at the Pigskin. What is it? Pigskin Picnic Podcast. We here at the Pigskin Picnic Podcast would like to wish you and yours a happy after 9/11. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of 9-11, our highlight of the week this week comes from none other than the swami Chris Berman himself in his segment, The Fastest Three Minutes in All of Football, where he just couldn't help himself. Let's uh, let's take a look right here.
1: 9-11, Jets at home. Never forget, <coughs> 21 year. Nobody can forget the attack. Baltimore, Lamar Jackson, three touchdown passes. This one to Rashad Bateman. Ravens win at the Jets. Washington, again, site of the attack 21 years ago. Carson Wentz. Did I tell you about my conspiracy about the fastest three minutes? No. So about Berman? Berman. Okay. You know, he's been in, like, a fight with ESPN for all these years. So there's, like, they've, they've tried to reduce his workload, and he doesn't want to. So. Right. Right. Because he's a go-getter. Yeah. So they basically said, here's three minutes. You've only got three minutes now. You still work here. So my theory is it's not actually three minutes that Berman tries to get every extra second. So to to try to prove this theory, of course, this week, I paused it right when Susie Colbert's cutting to Berman's fastest three minutes. When his first word comes out of his mouth, I hit my stopwatch and I'm going to count and I'm going to prove that it's not actually the fastest three minutes. What did you come up with? My phone died. Well, when I was
0: watching that segment, and as you could see, uh, maybe it was the second or third time that he mentioned 9/11 right in the middle of calling a play, but he's like, "9/11, we'll never forget," and Lamar Jackson over the middle. (laughs) There was no segue. None at all. And I thought to myself, I was like, uh, hey, ESPN, do you think you could give this guy a fourth minute? There there was no
1: segue. It was straight from, we'll never forget the attack on New York. Lamar Jackson. Jackson. Three touchdowns. And all three of them were 15 yards or more in the air. He's a (laughs) spar. Fastest
0: three minutes my ass. Hell yeah, it is. <laughs> Speaking of time, we would like to introduce a brand new segment here on the Pigskin Picnic Podcast. It is our very own time-themed segment. This is Five Good Seconds. That is where we will throw to a person and they will talk for... Five seconds. Five seconds. And this week on Five Good Seconds, we have none other than Terry Bradshaw Jr. Terry, how's it going? Failure to launch? More like failure to watch, am I right? When's this start? Welcome back to the program. If you're a longtime football fan, there is one thing you know for certain, and it is that football season is not yet underway until Brett Favre has pulled his dick out, whether it be regular or or metaphorical and apparently Brett Favre is back in some hot water right now and I only thought that I knew what it was Uh, Robbie came in earlier today and he was like hey are we going to talk about the Brett Favre news and I said oh do you mean the social security scam from Mississippi and he's like no and I was like wait do you mean him pulling his wiener out that time and he's like no and I'm like do you mean and I named like seven other things that Brett Favre had done and Rob's like no you clearly don't know the newest thing so without further ado I'm just going to have Robbie tell it to you like he told me.
1: Well, as I was telling you before we started here, our, our gray penis hero, uh, <laughs> it's it's not a new chapter for him. It's right. another chapter from the fraud case that he was involved in. But now uh, they have uncovered some texts in this investigation dating back to 2017 through 2019. Um, long story short, the former Mississippi governor, Phil Bryant, and Brett Favre had a buddy buddy system. Oh, really? I can't believe that. They, not a big deal. They basically just funneled $5 million of welfare funds <laughs> to Brett Favre <laughs> so he could pay for a new women's volleyball stadium at Southern Miss, which is where he went to school and where his daughter plays volleyball.
0: Okay, I was about to say he's got a daughter that plays volleyball there. Otherwise, like, is Brett Favre just wanting to seem like a really, really good guy or something? Or.
1: I have a sneaky feeling that um, there's a couple of women's volleyball players that, <laughs> that he might be interested in giving money to. But um, so going back to the fraud, where he, you know, he got a mil- over a million dollars that he was supposed to give all these speeches for the state, right. and they were going to pay him 1.1 million dollars. Well, he just didn't do the speeches; right. and kept the money. Right. right. Uh, so he's in hot water <laughs> over that. Well, apparently, that money was also going to this women's volleyball stadium. So Brett Favre is in a lot of water, hot water, just about this women's volleyball stadium.
0: How much of this do you think that we can blame on him getting smushed in the head a whole bunch?
1: Well, his dad just called quarterback option every play right. in high school wouldn't <laughs> let him pass I'm the saying. ball his dad was going for something
0: which the the greatest thing his dad ever did was die right before they played the raiders on monday night because yeah, that's, that's the best game best game i've ever seen
1: that was speaking of the bugger i've never seen a ghost actually complete the i mean brett Favre's dad that game unbelievable
0: but i'm saying like and i'm i'm being a little semi-serious on that because Brett Favre has just always been my guy. I've always loved Brett Favre. The he, way he plays. The way he, he, he plays in a style that's entertaining. He's a country boy. And so, like, I always defended Brett Favre at every turn. I was like, look, guys, you know, I, yeah, sure. He, you know, that's just Brett being Brett. And maybe I shouldn't have done that. And so, when it comes to this, I want to so badly just be like, I mean, he's not firing on all cylinders, right? But all the stuff that you're saying – you kind of have to be a little competent to like. It's calculated. That's what I'm saying. It's or, calculated. unless he's got someone that works for him that he trusts so much that Brett's just like, hey man,
1: do whatever you got to do. I'm Brett Favre. Well, if you remember, when, and again, this is my childhood hero, but when he got in trouble for sending dick pics to the journalist while his wife. Was it Aaron Andrews? Was, uh, no, it was Jen Sturger. Jen Sturger, that's, State it. Alum. that's right. That's uh, right. When he was sending those dick pics to the journalist who did not want said dick pic. Right. Um his wife was laying in bed with cancer. Yeah. Um he's not what you would call a good guy. Yeah. Um but he's very calculated, and he, he plays off this all oh, shucks country boy, so he can get away with things. It's a good move. It's a good move. But uh, <laughs> if you if you can get it, it's a good gig. If you can all shucks five million dollars of welfare from the government to pay for your girlfriend's volleyball stadium, yeah, you got to
0: do it. Yeah, you do have to do it, and that's the problem there. If it was if he stole five million dollars from a church, I think I'd be like, yeah, that's Brett, but. Uh, this is, a, this is a pretty bad look. What do you think the next thing that Brett Favre is going to be guilty of? Because it seems like they've gotten worse every single time. You think he can fight? Oh, well, he can definitely take a punch. I'd I know love, that. I'd love to see him, maybe Jake Paul. I'm trying to think of another retired quarterback that it would be funny to watch him fight. Terry Bradshaw?
1: What's the dude with all the concussion concussions from uh, Chicago? Um, Urlacher?
0: Man. Oh, yeah, Jim McMahon. Jim McMahon. Jim McMahon. He ain't got nothing to do. No, he don't, and I bet you he can fight. And you I don't cut you. your hair and wear glasses like that unless you can fight, I promise. You have to fight if yeah. you look like that. Yeah, yeah. Also, I mean, he was on the team with The Fridge. The Fridge. Yeah. I wonder what his cameo is. Oh, there's no telling.
1: Is he still alive? Is he yeah, just, he's still is alive. The with us? No,
0: I know. It's weird because every like once every two months I look, I Google, is William Refrigerary Perry alive? Is I William <laughs> refrigerator Perry dead. And Google comes back with, thank God, no. He's still alive. Surprisingly, <laughs> yes. Surprisingly, yes. He's still with us. Oh, Brett. What's he facing criminal-wise? Uh, A lot of fraud, you know, just typical defrauding the government for millions of dollars. You think he's going to go down? Well, he's white. Right. Probably not. He's good. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Brett Favre, not guilty by way of being white. We'll be right back, right after this. Oh, guys! Actually, false alarm there on that break. I am hearing uh, from the studio here at PartTimeFunnyMan.com that actually we were able to get a recorded interview with Brett Favre earlier today. Uh, Our own Donovan uh, McMitchell, our own Donovan McMitchell, was on the scene with Brett Favre, and we have a tape of that. So let's uh, let's go to the tape and see what Brett had to say. How you doing, Donovan?
1: New allegations came out this morning showing evidence that you and the former Mississippi governor colluded to funnel over $5 million from the state welfare into the Southern Michigan University Women's Volleyball Stadium.
0: Well, okay. Um, This is what a lot of people don't understand. It's a funnel, right? So you got your funnel. Everybody knows funnel's here. At the bottom, it's here. So you put the money in and it comes out, right? It's the same when it comes out. It's just littler. You understand? Same. It's same, but littler. That's how funnels work. We know that in the country. All right? I grew up on a farm.
1: So why, why the women's volleyball stadium? Why was this project so important to you that you were willing to break federal laws to defraud the government welfare in order to fund this gym?
0: You seen them shorts? Well, I, I've always been a believer in athletics for uh, keeping kids off the street and... uh you know, boys have football and and baseball, and and women they need something, you know, because if women are left to their own devices, they'll do, they'll get up to crazy stuff. They'll they'll drink. They'll, they'll 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 smoke drugs. They'll they'll start accusing people of sending them stuff that they didn't want to be sent. And I just want to provide a safe space for that, and just show that uh, I'm as much of a fan of Title IX as anybody is. Is that
1: is that what he? I know you're tired of talking about this one but Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott went down this week and is going to be out for 6 to 8 weeks. Have the Dallas Cowboys contacted you about making a comeback?
0: Look, I'm I'm friends with Jerry Jones. Uh, I've always been friends with Jerry Jones. He runs a fine organization uh there and uh I'm not going to sit here and act like that I don't think about it every day. I mean, this was this is what I do. It was real hard to walk away the first time. It was real hard to walk away the second time. Third time a little bit easier to walk away, I ain't going to lie. But I have thought about it, and as far as playing for the Cowboys go, what it really comes down to is, boy, that's just way too close to Mexico. Thank you, Donovan. And we are back here at Pigskin picnic we've had a lot of fun today and now we want to talk about some people who are maybe not having any fun at all and that is bad coaches in the nfl it's true there's a lot of them and here with his deep professional analysis is pigskin picnic co-host and uncle bod
1: trainer extraordinaire robbie lee robertson well the reason i love and you know this the reason i love Trashing the coaches is because the players... They're white men. Well, they're rich white guys who right. think they're in charge of everything, but also... they meet that. Yeah. It's okay. I'm going to leave that in. Okay. I love dunking on the coaches, not just because they're overpaid white guys that think they're in charge of everything, but the players, you see their bodies and the physical right. work they put in, how hard they work, and they go out and bash each other's heads in. Right. You can't deny that. You can't deny yeah. looking at them that they put in a ton of work. The coaches, on the other hand... They all claim they get to work at four in the morning and they're there all night. They don't have time for their families to raise their kids, to go to their sons' ball games. And then you get to the end of the game, and the Broncos head coach is making $8 million a year. Literally just can't call, a doesn't dime out. know how to do this. So what's he doing from 4 a.m. to 9 p.m., sleeping in the office, spending all the hours? Where? Why can't he do this? Has there ever has there ever been a moment
0: where the entire collective, all of us in the United States and across the world, have been doing the same thing at the same time? Because like you know that every every ten year old who's ever played Madden was staring at the TV with Peyton Manning, just
1: going, "What are you doing? Time
0: out, time what are you doing? Out, time out, time like what are you doing?"
1: Well, to, to bring it back to football, the only instance I can think of where the whole world that was watching football immediately was doing the same thing, like we were doing this. And that was when uh, Janet Jackson had the boop well, Yeah, out. right.
0: We were all jerking. Everybody it. was. Yeah, right. I mean, Football and all sports are like such a stats game, you know, and they're always throwing up these random stats that like obs- ostensibly coaches are supposed to use to influence their decisions. And I didn't look at the stat on this, but I can just off the top of my brain tell you that you have way higher of a chance of converting a fourth and five than you do making a 62 yard field goal. Am I wrong? Well
1: like, it was so it was 64.
0: Nobody Okay. So that, in history for for the past t-
1: before ten years ago that was the that was one yard longer than the record. Only two or three people have ever even tried one that right. long. They just spent two hundred and fifty million dollars on Russell Wilson right. to get that fourth and five for them. There's no chance you're making that. But when you look at when you look at football, and I
0: do like every time we are I armchair quarterback stuff all the time, and I know that I'm wrong, and it's like, well, you're not in that position. Like you know, Pete Carroll famously choosing not to run with Marshawn Lynch in the Super Bowl. I understand. That. It's like, look, I, y'all aren't on the sidelines with Marshawn. He's gassed right now. Or this slant always works or whatever. There's but some strategy.
1: There's, some, you're, trying to, you're trying to out trying to Throw them off. Them. Oh, they yeah. think we're going to run Even whatever. if it's
0: a bad strategy, you understand the but strategy. But why is it dudes like Mike McCarthy, Andy Reid's one
1: of the worst. the worst. Mike McCarthy is the worst. Mike
0: McCarthy's the worst, but Andy Reid's pretty bad. And now I'm going to have – who's Denver's head coach? Hackett. Hackett. I He'll mean, be gone soon. But, but am I wrong here to think that, like, It's just, there's, it's an objective thing. Like, it's
1: wrong, the way that they're managing this game. I would have gotten benched in, like, a middle school game (laughs) for not making that decision right. Right. And it just, it's like, again, I go back to they show up, they claim they show up in the office at four in the morning to watch film. And they're, they're obsessing over every little detail and all the analytical stats and all this stuff. But, like, another example. So, on Sunday, so so what was their 11 game Sunday I watched four. Different it was a great day. I'll awesome game much. of fo- Awesome day of football. But I watched four different games where there was either a go-ahead touchdown run or a game-winning touchdown run, where the team on offense that ran the successful touchdown ran it right behind a long-haired tight end. Oh, so you look back and say, "Well, is that something that?" Ra- in the history of watching football, think back to every long-haired tight end Shockey. in history. All of them. They block. Frank
0: Wachek didn't have long hair at the time. I think no, he does now. he was an H-back.
1: Long-haired tight ends can block. Except for Riley Cooper, and he was a racist. Every other long-haired tight end can block. That's true. (laughs) So if you're a coach and you're supposedly watching film, paying attention to these things, when you see that offense put in a long-haired tight end... He's blocking. He's going to block your tackle down, or he's going to take your end, and he's going to roller skate him out the club. And they're going to run right behind him. And if you're paying attention and you see a long-haired tight end, I'm stacking the box in front of that
0: guy. I have to believe that if their team had a bug also bugs have like a hive mind you know what i'm saying so are they gonna is there gonna be a situation where like the hive mind how long until the bugs take over you know that they actually say that if ants had one singular queen because each ant colony has its own queen but that if all ants
1: in the whole world had one singular queen that they actually could take over the world I think they're going to wait till they get a few wins under their belt. That's what I mean, it makes sense. You don't tell the world about the bug if you're 0-1. If you
0: win the game, you come out and you're like, we won the game. What's up, everybody? I got a bug on my shirt, and we won. But if you lose the game, you can't be like, y'all, I was listening to a bug that was
1: on my shirt. Nobody has, there's not a handbook on... Questions about the bug calling your place. Oh,
0: I'll ask a question. I'm a reporter, and you're Belichick. Okay. Uh, hey, uh, <clears throat> hey, Mr. Belichick. Uh, Donovan McMitchell's brother here. <laughs> I was just curious. When are we going to see the bug in a cut-off sweatshirt? We're on the pollen. Mm, thank you, Mr. Belichick. Okay, but Matt Patricia and the bug aren't the only coaches that are having kind of a bad week. We've got actually a Throwback someone that uh, hadn't been in the league for a while, and me, frankly, I was happy to see coming back. He's as, got the beard now, especially with his Oak Ridge boys' beard. And that is the one, the only Lovey Smith. Lovey Smith, lovey or hate him. You know what I'm saying? Lovie
1: Smith, pretty good coach in the NFL for years, and he kind of got relegated to college, coached at Illinois. But all the talk coming back, you know, that um, the Texans hire Lovey Smith in his second round as an NFL coach. And so, you've got like the media split, you've got half the country saying. Lovey Smith is a good coach. He's done it before. He can win. You've got half the country saying Lovey Smith's proved, he's out. He's been too long out of the game. He's proved he can't win the big game. So you've got the country is split 50-50 on Lovey Smith. So he goes into week 1. He's keeping those receipts. He kept uh-huh. everybody talking shit over here. Everybody saying he could win, saying he couldn't win. And what did Lovey Smith do? He kept receipts, and he proved them
0: all wrong. You're damn right he did. They tied. A rare tie they in tied. the NFL. Can he win? I don't know. Can he lose? I don't know. That was my favorite stat line of the entire weekend, which was they're the AFC South. South. No team in the AFC South won a game in week one, and two of them played each other. Played each other. Football's the greatest sport on earth because when it's great, it's truly the greatest thing ever ever. And when it's horrible, it is truly the greatest thing ever. Slop. Most of the Bears yardage came from the multiple targeting headshots that Justin Fields got. And Justin Fields took a lot of them, and Lovey Smith, Bugless, took
1: <laughs> bugless. bugless. A Bugless Lovey Smith. A bugless Lovie hey, Lovie here's Smith. the thing about his beard. You can't be sure there's not oh! a bug.
0: That's why he grew out the
1: beard. That man's got a whole mess of bugs in there. Maybe he was the first one doing the bugs. Right. Now, you're right. It makes no sense that the defenders, after years and years, can't just tackle the right way. Right. But for the Bears on offense, did you see the rain? Yeah. The water, you see them swimming around the water after a touchdown? Yeah, they were. Their game plan going into that game was, look, it's too wet. We can't pass. We can't run. How do we get yards? Swim. Well, that, that was after the score. But how do we get yards? We make them hit us in the head. In the head. So I think that's another one. You talk about the bug, the next evolution of the game. It's not just can we move the ball with running or passing. How can we contort our bodies to make it look
0: like they targeted us? So you're saying like defenders coming in regular tackle, you go limp. That way they hit you in the head. You're
1: doing drills and running back practice where as you're getting tackled, you drop to make your head hit their head. And then they get targeting. For years, the only way
0: that you could get the... the you would try to get the other team, you'd draw them off sides yeah. or something like that. And it was only a matter of time before people were like, hey, we got to make them hit us in the head. Yeah, Dude, you know who needs to fight? Speaking of tight ends that don't have long hair. Hold on, hold on. Two 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 tight ends that need to fight? Who was the guy from the Cardinals that was kind of a pothead? White or black? White. He's a tight end. Oh, uh, are
1: you talking about <laughs> the current one? Yeah.
0: Who was the other tight end that played for Florida that was Ben something? Like a new or old? I don't know any new Florida player. The only new Florida player I know is their quarterback that they had last year with the goatee. That, what was his nickname? Like, what was his nickname? It was
1: so funny. I thought thought you know what Kaltrask? Yeah. Oh, What you called him. Oh, uh you're talking about Dolph Dumgren. Dolph
0: Dumgren! That's it! <laughs> Well, that's This Week in Shitty Football. We'll be right back, right after this.
1: Big skin, pick pick skin, pick pick. All right, now it's time for our favorite game of the week where Corey makes his NFL picks that he has to stick to while under the duress of doing a plank. This is uh, money in the plank? Was that what it was? Money in the plank. To the plank. Take it to the plank. Right. Plank it to the bank. All right, so
0: here's the deal. I'm going to get into a plank position And then Robbie is going to name off all the bets and the spreads. And I'm going to make my picks while straining. And whatever they are, I have to stick with them and I got to put money on them. And that's what I got to do. So
1: without further ado, you ready, Robbie? Three, two, one, game one at Detroit. The Lions are favored for the first time in 24 games against the Washington Commanders. Detroit minus two and a half. Uh,.
0: I'm taking Detroit, minus two and a half. Detroit, minus two sure. and a half. Game sure. number
1: two, slot Fest of the Week. Vegas is expecting no points in this game. The over-under, 40 and a half. New York what? Jets, 40 and a half points for the Jets versus... Oh, <coughs> let me check. Hang on, I forgot. God damn it. Let's see. The Jets and they play... Let's see here. The Browns. Jets and the Browns, what's the spread? 40 and a half over-under. Uh, I'm going to go with under. All right, the next two are prop bets, both from our Thursday night game, Chargers at Chiefs. First one is Patrick Mahomes over under interceptions, .5. So basically you're betting will he throw an interception over. or not. Over. Over. Last one, Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert, will he rush for more or less than 13 and half yards on the ground? Uh, less. Under. All right, under. you've got it, folks. There's the four bets. You got to make them all. I don't even remember what I said. And I'm putting
0: $50 on each. Did I do those fast enough? Yeah, yeah. They were good. Next week, let's just do six goddamn picks. Why don't we? Okay. Uh, <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in to Pigskin Picnic. We'll be back next week. And as always, go to UncleBod.com slash buttercream. Correct. For 10% off the lifetime of your plan. Love you. See you. Bye.
1: Pigskin Picnic.
0: It's a dumb show about sports.